0: Welcome to the Out There But Not podcast.
1: I'm Amanda.
0: And I'm Amy. Here you'll find no topic is off the table as we explore
1: spirituality, the paranormal, and our connections with the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm excellent. I am fabulous. That's my vibe. I'm going with that one today. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm really
0: excited about today's episode. Me too. Oh my goodness. We are going to talk about our first experiences with the paranormal or experiences with spirituality or whatever that looks like to you. Maybe a ghostly encounter, as some might perceive it. The language can be shifted (laughs) uh, via the experience. Um, However, the first time we realized that there was maybe... Something else out there beyond our perception, perhaps. I mean, oh my Lanta! I mean, how old were you the first time you experienced something? Yeah, I don't know if I like fully remember. I remember certain
1: experiences, and some of them are very vivid, and I could remember as if they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, ironically, I think I had some experience. I might have been four, mm-hmm. which is weird that I sort of I'm four bowls remembering age and don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And I actually more or less remember being on my dad's shoulders, him just walking, and I, I said something to him that stopped him in his tracks, and he said to me, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. And I had no answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I don't know. I was a four-year-old, Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I just know that. And I think that that was the beginning of recognizing certain things, but I think I, I really remember another time when all of a sudden my dad had shown me a family picture Mm -hmm. and it was of my great-grandmother who was his grandma, Mm -hmm. in the picture and I was an infant Mm -hmm. and I'd never seen this photo but I recognized the woman and I said oh I know her she's been to my room (laughs) and my dad and I must have been about five or six Mm -hmm. maybe and I remember my dad's face going pardon (laughs) <laughs> and then you're like, well, I've just a six year old making up stories like, you know, the skeptic, maybe. But for me, I remember this lady mm. and sometimes a gentleman would come and stare at me at the foot of my bed and let me just disappear. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. Mm. I mean, not scary,
0: just kind of creepy. There are certain moments where I can recall saying where there would just be someone standing at the foot of my bed or two people yeah. talking at the foot of my bed, and they were talking so loud that it woke me up, but it almost was a whisper at the same time. And I remember being like, well, what the hell are they talking about? Like, I'm trying to sleep. Like, this is really annoying." Annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited.
1: Go I'm ahead. Irritated. And yeah. that's like such a typical childlike behavior, be for sure.
0: You're just I don't know, like what the heck. Yeah, you don't know. You don't really know. Um. I didn't have anyone speaking, though. But we do know how kind of insightful or intuitive children can be sometimes. Their perception hasn't been tainted by what they should or should not be experiencing.
1: Yeah. And now as adults, we understand that. But as a child, you don't. I also remember this time I didn't necessarily physically see, but I felt. Mm. So I think this is also interesting yep. But I think a lot of people have this experience and they don't know what to do with it or even if they have the, are able to recognize it but I had a feeling and I I remember my mom coming into my room I was probably like I don't know when did Jules album come out. Oh my god, shut up. Yeah, that's literally like, because I had just got her album, because I really wanted her album. Shout out to Jewel. <laughs> so, however old, was I like 13? Must have been. Yeah, I must have been something around that age. Yeah. And I was trying really hard to listen to her album because I was so excited to have this CD and listen to it and repeat the songs, but I kept getting interrupted. Mm. And it was like the... I think the best way that at the time I was able to articulate it was, oh, I just have a headache. Interesting. And I remember my mom could sort of see, she came in my room to see, oh, how are you liking your new CD? So excited. And I remember her saying, are you okay? Like she could see that I was struggling visually. Oh. Yeah, like I was uncomfortable. I was feeling feelings. They were not my own. I did not know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. It's... Hard because I felt like I could hear someone speaking, mm-hmm. but yet I couldn't really put the pieces together. and I couldn't, I didn't see anything. There was nothing that I was visually seeing. Mm-hmm. That could be because I didn't want to
0: see things too. When I connect with spirit, they connect with me in kind of three layers of communication. Perfect. So number one, visually. So I see them with, you know, my third eye more or less. Yeah. I can see them, yes, with my naked eye and like this physical Aspect until so we pause. Mm-hmm. So, a naked eye
1: is what you're calling your physical eye? Yeah, like my literal right. eye, like the way I see you. But then the third eye is, I think a lot yeah. of people are so connected with, but yeah. just to explain the difference.
0: Yeah, so it's almost like their layer, their layer of vibration overlaps with ours so m- my ability can perceive them in that layer so mm. i sensitive to that so i can see them i can see what they look like i can see right you know certain um physical attributes and things like that or i can literally see them manifest into our physical existence yeah which requires a lot of energy it's it's the way i see them the least okay when I was a child, I saw them more with a physical manifest. Um, but as I've aged, it's more third eye perception where I can see them kind of layered over ours, if that makes sense. Okay. And then there's the feeling communication. So visual, okay, yeah. then feeling. And feeling, um, it's how they make me feel when they walk into the room. And how, exactly, it's energy. So how yeah. would I feel, you know. First meeting you or, you know, you know, when you walk past someone, you're like, "Hmm, you know, you like you just get a vibe or a sense. I'm still liking that vibe. Or you're like, I'm like, I like this vibe. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So they communicate with a a feeling and then they communicate with words. So then they will literally speak to me. A layer of all of those three forms of communication is how I deliver the message to my client as necessary. So how they make me feel. What they visually look like. And I also have rules and symbols for visuals uh, yeah. with spirit that, you know, I understand. It's almost like our own sign language. So visual cues that they will show me. And then they also literally say words. So if I was to say, oh, my God, Amanda, I love that shirt. Or if I was to say, oh, my God, Amanda, I love that shirt. Right? Like tone has a lot to do yeah. with it. And so when they communicate, the feeling is often part of the tone. Of the experience of being around them.
1: Right. So I think too, like I've had a lot of words pop into my mm-hmm. head, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not that I'm hearing a particular voice say that word. And it's all of a sudden, it's just like when something randomly pops That's right your brain. Right. Right. Like with no reason.
0: That's correct. Yes.
1: And I think a lot of, so in that moment, when I'm going back to when I just said, a yeah. kid in my room listening to Jewel, <laughs> that was the scenario. But I didn't know how to articulate, how to explain it. But the interesting thing is that somehow instinctually, I knew not to explain it and love my parents. My parents are amazing. I've never felt, I don't even know why I would think this, but I was already consciously aware that if i started saying i'm just feeling things or i can't tell if someone's talking to me in my head that i was gonna go in a mental hospital for schizophrenia <laughs> like literally that's where my brain went mm-hmm. and i think that that you know we can talk openly about this and now mm-hmm. and then i think back then that was totally the reaction that you would have i shouldn't say would have happened it would be more common but yeah. it's interesting how i think about that and that Mm -hmm. I was so set on that's what would happen. Even though my parents, there was nothing ever, but also something to know. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even remember if we talked about this before, but I like lived in the closet about talking about spirituality. Mm -hmm. And really it's only been this podcast Mm -hmm. outside of a small circle of close friends Mm -hmm. that know my experiences. Because you classify yourself as a medium. Because mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. I love that. you do this like a smile when you look at me <laughs> because you know where I'm going. <laughs> but I am not a medium. I would not claim to be a medium. I think that I have experience. I think lots of people have experiences, quite frankly, and don't know what to do with them. And I think that's what drew me to you even mm-hmm. was more to ex- have somebody else who's going through something and is at peace and has come to full acceptance. To sort of go, oh, I'm not crazy, or oh yeah, I relate to that. To understand it. And I think that's a big part of the motivation, even behind this podcast. I mean, obviously we're friends, we love to have yeah. fun, we laugh, we talk about so many things, but it's really to help people understand even their own experiences. Yes. Or acknowledge and recognize that wait a second, that's just not in my head.
0: Listen, okay. <laughs> this is the way that I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. And it also, okay. Listen, I'm going to explain it. (laughs) Let's say, for example, you decided that you wanted to become a marathon runner and you're like, nope, this is something I'm really committed to doing. This is what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. And maybe you have a friend who's already a marathon runner, been running for 20 years and is just like fit and lean and an expert. Boom, 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 can do any marathon. And for you, I mean, run around the block might be hefty. Okay. Yeah. So would you say that you cannot become a marathon runner or you cannot improve your running skills with little effort and attention to it every day?
1: I mean, yeah, Of course, if you improve and make effort, then you're going to get better
0: cute. So to my <laughs> point Everyone's <laughs>
1: sad
0: I know My point is is that what I do is possible for every person. Different levels, sure. If you start 20 years after this friend with, yes, a lot of work, you're not gonna be a crazy marathon runner like her next year. Maybe you will. I mean, who knows how hard you can work. So the idea to develop yourself is always possible. And so you can, maybe you won't be like a high level marathon runner, but maybe you'll be achieving a status that you're really happy with, that you feel fulfilled by. So there's a layer of all of those things, right? Yeah. And that's the same rule that I see mediumship. And I think we, I know we are spiritual beings and we are all able to connect deeper with spirit. Just what I do for a living. It'd be like if somebody was going to be a running coach. Same thing.
1: Yeah. Obviously, I've shared a couple of my little experiences. But how did you know or did you know
0: mm-hmm. when you started having spirit? I was thinking about this because, you know, we, we knew we were going to talk about it. And, like, honestly, I don't really know the first time. Like, I I truly do not. I I can't recall like my first memory, but I can recall a few standouts. I was raised in a Christian home. Angels existed and demons existed. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that. That was your foundation. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to see spirit, it was actually hyper aware of, again, that feeling. So how they make you feel, regardless of what they look like, regardless of what they say to me, how they made me feel was very important. So if they made me feel comfortable, it felt bad. If they made me feel curious and okay, or you know, if you the tone of how they feel when they walk in the room, um, then it was positive. So that was just kind of it was it was kind of my perception of good or bad. One experience in particular, we went to church one morning, one Sunday morning. It was it? It was a church girl. <laughs> lordy <laughs> yeah and uh, we walk in and we're late we were late that morning don't know why very like born again christian um very lively church people dancing and singing in tongues like it was like singing in, wait stop or sorry speaking in tongues speaking in tongues okay so for those <laughs> that, wait I,
1: I have to take a moment for those of you that are just getting to know i did not grow up in a religious home mm-hmm. my grandparents were well my grandma on my mom's side was a baptist mm-hmm. and she went to church and they're very accepting and loving and so forth but i did not grow up mm-hmm. and so you so this is a little bit of
0: the differences of our background and yes. speaking in tongues sounds so out there for sure yeah and to a lot of people though dude like i remember like when, when i first saw someone speaking in tongues i was like okay and everybody's all right with this like, <laughs> like what is going like <laughs> right now
1: how do you know
0: Okay, I'm going to Oh, talk, talk, we, we can talk about this we, about it. It's a whole other yeah. conversation. Yeah. But you were going back to, yeah. you were at church. Yeah. So keep in mind, like coming from this type of environment, you know, I, I was used to it. So we walked in that day and everyone was just praising the Lord. So much energy when we walked in there. Yeah. And um, we usually sat, sat in like a specific side, but I remember it was so busy that day, we kind of settled near the back. I stood on my chair because everyone was standing, worshiping and singing, and it was really great energy. I look to the front of the church kind of where like the pastor's family sits like in the front row and there were two men they they were jo- like they were so tall that were kind of like jumping back and forth like leaping in front and I thought in my mind I thought oh we have like there's like guest speakers because sometimes that would happen at church you'd have people come like from, you know, maybe a different church or out of town or whatever. And so I thought, oh, there's like a guest speaker today. So we sat down and I'm thinking, okay, the pastor's going to come up. He's going to say his little good morning. And then he's going to welcome these guests up on stage. And he never did. No one acknowledged them. No one acknowledged them. Not one person. Like you're confused. I was so confused. Sorry, how old were you again? I'm maybe like seven or eight okay it ends church ends and i'm and i remember being like i gotta figure out who these guys were i walked to the front of the church and i stood at the front and i looked at everybody sitting in their rows and everybody's kind of getting up and saying goodbye to each other craziest thing i thought maybe oh maybe they left from a side door they're nowhere to be seen you're trying to justify Mm -hmm. and then we got in the car and we're driving away and i'm sitting there and i'm still thinking about this whole experience and my brother my older brother goes dad who were those men that were like jumping around at the front of the stage. And I was like, yeah, 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 yes. Who are those men? My dad's like, what are you talking about? They like, were there. It, like it, you you saw them. Like they were. I couldn't avoid them. You could not avoid them. No one saw them. My dad called the pastor and asked him. And he said, no, there was no one there. And both me and my brother saw them.
1: Okay. So I'm sort of diving into this a little bit. But your brother saw them. And this is
0: interesting that. You are the same blood, mm-hmm. family line. I would not have said anything if my brother didn't say something. So that experience was what I needed to validate, like, oh, that was real for me. And, you know, classic brother, he's like, oh, shut up, Amy. You didn't see anything. And I'm like, no, but, like, I I did. <laughs> 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 like, I didn't know what. To- I stood up on the chair on my tippy toes trying to see. Like, I, I'll never forget that moment. So I was in the
1: hospital with my daughter. Mm-hmm. She... He was recovering from actually a fractured femur. And we had this lovely nurse who was pregnant. Mm -hmm. But I all of a sudden got that feeling. And I thought, shit. Mm -hmm. I don't want this feeling. Go away. And honestly, when I get that feeling, I do really try to like push it away. I understand. But it's like a needling feeling. It's like it's persistent. And I was sort of it. A phase where I was maybe being a bit open and almost testing myself. Like, are you actually right or is this in your head? Like, Mm -hmm. really questioning myself. Mm -hmm. But I thought, well, I'm never going to see this lady Mm -hmm. ever again. So why not? Because there's another scenario that had happened that gave me a bit of confidence that my husband had also said, well, you're never going to see this person. Why don't you just see? Yeah. So I did. And I said, you know, can I ask you a question? have you lost someone that's like a mother league figure? And the first thing she says is, no. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, I'm insane. I'm like, damn it. Backpedal, backpedal. And I go, and she goes, are you like like a medium or something? And I laughed. I was like, absolutely not. But I was like, but sometimes I have things that happen, and, and you know, I tried to drop it, mm-hmm. but it just would not stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm sorry. I know I'm being, we don't know each other, but... Are you sure? And, like, there's maybe a grandmother. There's, like, an aunt. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me. She's like, no, 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 and I was like, mm, are you naming your baby after someone? Like, there's something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. So I'm like, oh, my God. Get me out of this yeah. room. Like, I'm oh, yeah. It. And then she pauses and go, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my my mom's sister. There you go. And, I, and instantly I was like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. My mom's sister, in fact, we were actually talking about, which is sort of annoying because I just said, name me your baby. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right? I know. Literally, like, okay, it wasn't off. And I was like, that's what it is. And yeah. that was it.
0: Yeah. There was nothing else more and then it, to share. But and it, then it removes itself from you as a burden once yeah. you
1: stay. All of a sudden, yeah. that feeling of that needling feeling, I almost felt like a sense of relief.
0: Yeah, that's correct, yes.
1: Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. It was, like, not going to stop yeah. It does It doesn't. It, like, got it out, right?
0: Yep. That's a good example, though.
1: What was your experience?
0: Well, I mean, beyond, you know, the the experiences that I had as a child that I shared, I mean, I had many sleepless nights as a child with spirits just, like, going about their business in my home. I didn't sleep for years. I slept with the light on. Didn't matter. I don't know why. It made me feel like I was safer or something ridiculous, which we can, you know, kind of dive into dark the darkness and what we're afraid of darkness, which is so silly. For me, when I got older and after i had my daughter i had all these experiences growing up and they were very much my own after i had my daughter i experienced an intense emotional shift or emotional awareness right And I had experiences where I had to like do some trauma work and some, you know, shadow work, we would call it, about my upbringing and my experience with my mother or my association to motherhood. And when I started to do that is when I started to kind of unlock little tiny boxes in my heart that I had locked up real tight and pushed away to the back. And so as I started to do that unknowingly, as you do, as your hormones shift when you're a mom, and we do, we think we're like, oh, I'm just hormonal because I had a baby, but you're tapping into some emotions. Like you're tapping into some stuff. It's all purposeful. It's all important. I started seeing spirit again, like ain't nobody's business intensely. But it freaked you out. It was too It, much. it was it, overwhelming. It was incredibly overwhelming. And then I kind of you know, there was a period where it just kind of was always there, and I never told anyone.
1: But I had an experience where my husband and I went away to a spa. So lovely. I'm getting massaged by my masseuse. All of a sudden, I start getting those feelings. But I actually started feeling my heart. Funny. I saw smoke. I saw a little bridge. And I also saw what I felt was like a father figure. Anyhow, I had this whole experience. So we go out of our room, you know, we're getting on the rest and all that, and room! our lovely uh, Mrs. for us water. And they're like, how was it massaged? Mm-hmm. And so I took a deep breath and, you know, my husband looks at me. I said, well, have, and it's funny, I paused myself, even though I knew it was the girl that was massaging me, I, I definitely yeah. a little self-doubt. Of course, I said, have either of you lost someone to a heart attack? Girl that was massaging me mm-hmm. looked at me dead in the eyes, automatically started to get tears in, and she said, I. And I was like, Oh my God, I just gotta have to, I just have to like vomit out what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And I just said, Was he like a father figure, kind of like a grandfather? She's like, Yeah, it was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Like, and I said, Okay, all I can tell you is that I just saw a lot of black smoke mm-hmm. and I saw this little bridge, almost like an oriental bridge that you would walk over in a garden and holding hands with this gentleman and like white sort of smoke after and she had said it was during the fires her grandfather's property up in the kootenays had just burnt down and he had passed a heart attack and i was like holy shit (laughs) so i think but it was that moment that made me feel like okay it's not just in my head and it's exactly not something that i openly dive into i think i'm open about hey i have experiences but i'm not confident because i petrified. okay i know that luck. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not lots of our experience nah. I, feel like I dived into way more of my experiences on this episode
0: yeah that's fine i mean you just had a bit of a coming out is what just happened
1: legit 100 percent. is this mm-hmm. our first episode too shit
0: but you know everybody ha- i mean Oh my goodness! Like seriously, Amanda. So many people have experiences like us that don't exactly. identify them, and they or they just ignore them, or you know whatever they don't know, or they don't know how to make sense of them. Exactly. They're, like
1: where I was mm-hmm. afraid to acknowledge, or oh, almost carrying this weight because it is it is a weight that weight. you're carrying. And it's the feelings that do not belong to you. That's right. And I, it took me a long time to realize that, mm-hmm. where I didn't recognize even being in a room. Sometimes you're picking up other people's energy and bringing it mm-hmm. home with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not able to recognize, wait a second, this isn't even mine. Yeah. This does not belong to me. That's I'm right. actually in a great mood, but that, you know, it's like if you go to support maybe a girlfriend that's going through a rough time and you're, you know, there to support them. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you take that sort of mood With you, you have to recognize, basically, and that's not mine, Mm -hmm. I'm totally supportive of my friend, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't belong to me. But
0: we are easily influenced by one another. And a lot of the times, we don't, most of the time, we don't realize how influenced by each other we actually are. Totally. Okay, well, that was part one of our experiences. Gosh, we're gonna continue this conversation. I think the reason we wanted to be a bit
1: vulnerable and share some of our experiences because it's really hard to speak out loud about them. I think it's taken me obviously a long time just to get here and
0: to share like a number of them. But you just did something really great because a lot of people can relate to your stories. And so you've just made a whole whack load of people feel really comfortable and connected, so. I hope so, I think that's the goal. Yeah, you achieved it. Aw. On that note, thanks for stopping by everyone. We will see you soon.